You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake, Joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia, our recruiting expert. And it's the month of June, so recruiting never stops. Have plenty to dive into here, Gabby. Um, So let's just get to it. Um, We have a big weekend of official visitors here. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. So in the first half here, I want to touch on just kind of news tidbits that that have happened since our last recording on Monday. And I guess we should start with, I guess what could be perceived as some bad news, right? And to me, that would be the recruitment of American heritage cornerback Jacoby Spells, who uh, took his official visit to Miami. By all accounts, everything you heard, everything I heard, that visit went well. Um, But just after 24 hours of, you know, getting away from UM, uh, being at home, spending time with family, I would assume thinking things over, a crystal ball appeared from uh, 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst Steve Wiltfong for West Virginia for Jacoby Spells. And then soon after that, uh, Jacoby announced he would be committing on July 4th. So Gabby, I know you've had a chance to, to kind of dive into this a little bit since all that went down earlier this week. I guess, number one, were you surprised that, that this has kind of happened here? And then number two, where do things stand with Miami? Is Miami out of it? Do you think they'll still keep fighting here for Jacoby? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I still think that Miami's in a pretty good spot here. Um, you know, I know that they feel good about the way that they're recruiting him and all that type of stuff. Um, you know, this is a guy that Miami absolutely wants. I think they're just going to continue battling here. I wasn't super surprised to see the crystal ball. I know that West Virginia has been a factor here. Like, I know that, you know, he had a really good visit that first weekend of June to, to Morgantown. And, you know, all the, all the reports coming out of that were that, you know, again, it was just a really strong visit. And then again, just coming back to Miami, I know that that visit went well. So, you know, to see the crystal ball is not super surprising, um, you know, just kind of based on maybe what, you know, Wilt Funk's hearing on his end. Um, you know, I, I know Miami is going to continue recruiting him. I know Miami, you know, really wants him, is going to, you know, keep kind of chipping away there. I know that there was a conversation between Miami and Jacoby Spells and his, and his family at, at some point on Tuesday night. So, you know, I think that they're just kind of reiterating to him that, you know, that you are a priority for us and all that type of, uh, all that type of stuff. So, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting recruitment. I, I don't think it's over. Uh, he's going to, he officially visited, unofficially visited Georgia on Tuesday, I believe. And now he's heading up to Indiana for an official visit. So I think we'll probably, probably get more coming out of that Indiana official visit because I believe that that's his last one. So I feel like once that's kind of over with, I think that everyone's going to kind of have a better idea of where things are going. And again, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, 
you know, end up at Miami's campus another time or two, just because again, it is the local school before it's all said and done. So I think Miami still has plenty of opportunities to kind of, you know, shift things and kind of, you know, get things kind of going back in their favor. Yeah, that'll be big to see if Jacoby does pop by the campus, you know, one or two more times before that July 4th date. You mentioned he's going to take an official visit to Indiana this weekend. Uh, He is tentatively scheduled for Syracuse, but that's kind of up in the air on June 25th. And so if he decides not to go there, it'll be interesting to see if if he decides to stop by UF because that will be Paradise Camp weekend in Coral Gables. So a lot to follow there. I don't think Miami's out of it either, uh, but I'll throw this out there, Gabby. And I think you would agree. Like, I guess if Jacoby was committing today, it would probably be West Virginia. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I do. I would probably lean West Virginia right now. Okay. So Jacoby spells set to decide on July 4th. Another key cornerback target for Miami, Chris Graves at a Fort Myers Bishop for row. He is set to announce on July 9th. Um, I don't know if there's anything new to, to discuss there, Gabby, other than the, the commitment date is kind of known now, but I do think Miami's Miami's kind of the team to beat right now. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think Miami feels good about where they stand there. Uh, I mean, just again, just following the visits, he was on campus June 1st for the cookout. Then he officially visited that weekend. And then on, you know, this past Sunday, he was in Coral Gables again, working out for, for DeMarcus Van Dyke and Travaris Robinson. So just kind of reading the tea leaves there, I think you feel pretty good about where Miami stands. Uh, I know today, which is Thursday, he was unofficially visiting Florida. I believe he has an official to LSU this weekend, and I think he has another. Then his last official visit will be with South, with South Carolina. So, you know, still a couple of schools he has to check out, but I think if you're Miami, you've got to feel pretty good about where, where things are going there. Agreed. LSU is always dangerous, but but I yeah. think Miami's probably showing them the most interest right now, and I think that's what matters at this point. Um, I agree. Miami's in a good spot with Chris Graves uh, still after his official visit the first weekend of June. Uh, other other notable thing that happened this week, Gabby, was Gulliver Prep four-star linebacker Trey Lathan worked out at Miami um, you were there for it. Tell us kind of everything we need to, we need to know from that. Yeah. It seems like Miami is kind of working him out to see if he would kind of fit that striker role. Um, I think the writing was on the wall at that point that Sherrod Coville, who's the guy Miami really kind of liked after working him out. Um, he ended up committing to Clemson today. So that was kind of like off the board. I know they do like Ja'Cory Thomas there as well, but Trey Lathan is another guy that they brought in to kind of see how he moved around to see if he can kind of, fit the mold of what uh, Ishmael Aristide is looking for in his striker. So um, I, from what I understand, like, you know, the workout went, oh, the workout went well, you know, I feel like, you know, Lathan kind of showed who he was. It was really just to kind of see how he was moving around and all that stuff. I'm not sure Miami was just like, Oh my gosh, like we need this guy after that. I, I do think that there's still probably some concerns about, you know, what he can do and if he can fit that striker role, which is really what they're kind of focusing him on. And that's not to say he's not a good player or anything like that. I just don't think like maybe he's built exactly for that striker role could potentially just be more of like a will linebacker or something like that. So um, I'm not sure what exactly it is that Miami kind of views him at, at this point, or, you know, if they kind of even have him in the picture of what they want to do. But um, I know that, you know, he did go through the workout and I'm not sure if Miami was just like overly impressed with, with everything, but 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept act- actively recruiting him as just maybe another like outside linebacker type or just kind of, you know, just kind of kept tabs on him to see how the rest of the board kind of shakes out. Yeah. And, and I would agree, you know, it seems like Miami's maybe not feeling him as a striker. Right. But I think that is like, that's fair. I think Travis Trey is more of a linebacker, right? Do you agree? And if I'm Miami, I'd recruit him there all day. Do you agree with that? Definitely. Yeah. I just, I mean, I feel like just like specifically with what they're kind of looking for with the strikers, like it's really just more of like a nickel position. And that's, that's just not what he is. You know, he's not a nickel guy. He's, he does move well in space and like you've seen him do, I've seen him do it a lot on the seven on seven circuit, but to kind of just leave him out there and like, I'm not a hundred percent certain that that's exactly where he would be, you know, best utilized. And that's okay. Again, that's not a knock on him at all or anything like that. It's just, I just don't feel like that's like his, kind of fit in Miami's defense if that were to be like you know the case and West Virginia seems like the team to beat there right now let me ask you this Gabby you you've been you've been around Trey a lot um let's say he commits to West Virginia at some point this summer uh and, and you know Miami keeps him warm circles back around on him later in the fall and turns things up on him do you think Miami could get him in the boat I don't know. I don't know. He seems like, uh, you know, he's a really good kid. He seems kind of like he's really taking his time with this whole process. He's never made like an early commitment or anything like that. He seems to me like the type that will, that will make a decision and probably stick with it. Again, I guess there's no, there's no telling if maybe, you know, down the road and let's say West Virginia doesn't have a good season or just things don't go as expected. And maybe he's just more open, but I think once he does make that decision, I'd probably feel pretty good about him kind of just sticking with it. Okay. Um, Two guys, I think, from from Miami Central worth noting that took um, unofficial visits to Miami this week. Linebacker Wesley Besaint, a big-time target for Miami this cycle. We'll we'll talk about him a little more in the second half because he is going to take an official visit, but it was good to get him on campus. And then offensive lineman Dottry Richardson, um, who also goes to Miami Central, uh, viewed as kind of a Florida State lean, but Miami keeps chipping away at that one. And we'll see if they can make things interesting after Daughtry is planning to take an official visit uh, during Paradise Camp weekend. Um, again, just good to get those guys on campus, right, Gabby? Oh, absolutely. I think it's I think it's big. Uh, you know, again, I mean, we were talking about Wesley. I know we'll get we'll get into him, but you know, a guy that's taken an official to West Virginia, an official to Penn State. So to just get him back on campus, and, and again, just like you know, just have him around the program, especially heading into the official visit weekend. Uh, I think that's always great news. I mean, with Daughtry, uh, I think it's a big deal. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is this is probably today, like Thursday was probably the first time Daughtry uh, really explored like the football facility at Miami. You know, he, might, he wasn't really being highly recruited, you know, 15 months ago or anything like that. Uh, before that, you know, he was, he did play his freshman and sophomore year at Tallahassee Godby. So not from the South Florida area. Um, I think it's a big deal that Miami is kind of able to get him in right now and kind of show him around a little bit, especially right when he's coming off a Florida state official visit. So I think Miami just continues to kind of, you know, just show him a lot of love. And, you know, I feel like Miami's doing a really, really good job here. I know a lot of people kind of perceive him as a Florida state lean. I honestly, like in my personal opinion, I don't really, I'm not sure if I even view him as a Florida state lean at this point anymore. I feel like he's very, very even like in terms of just where Miami stands, I really feel like Miami's in a good spot there. And, you know, uh, I would say Miami and Florida State are probably neck and neck right now, and I don't even know who I would give the advantage to at this point. 
these these two guys aren't on the tie are in the outline I sent you, Gabby, but but I think we can still discuss them. Uh, I, I want to talk about Malik Agbo. Uh, you you had an interesting update, uh, some some kind of latest positive buzz you're hearing about the Hurricanes with Malik. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I was just kind of connecting with him. There was uh, some people from Washington State at Miami yesterday, and I was talking to one of the guys that was just kind of involved with like you know the air football which is like, I guess, some Washington state type of, you know, deal that they do up there. And I know Malik is heavily involved there. And, you know, the, I mean, just the kind of vibe I got from him was that Malik was really, really liking Miami and that, you know, that he was, you know, kind of just really feeling them, honestly. So, I mean, I reached out to Malik and I was exchanging some messages with him and he told me, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to get back down to Miami and, you know, I want to come down for, for paradise. But he was just saying like, honestly, the, the flights just cost too much money. So, but he's like, I'm for sure going to get back down there this summer. He seemed really eager to, you know, get back down here. Um, you know, I know last weekend he was supposed to be on his LSU official visit. I think Miami thought that he was on his LSU official visit and he was still kind of exchanging messages with some of the coaching staff there. And they're like, you know, we don't like to bother kids on the, their visits, but he reached out to us. So, you know, I know that there's some, some interest there coming out of Malik Ogbo. And so I, I don't know, I feel pretty good about just how he feels about Miami right now. And I know the offensive line board is is pretty interesting right now, so uh, I think I think he's just a, a one, I just think he's one to really keep an eye on, you know, as we move forward in this yeah. process. And Malik is scheduled to take an official visit to Oklahoma this weekend, um, but yeah, it would be huge if a guy from Washington State decides to come visit on his own dime. Uh, last thing I want to touch on, Gabby, Rhett Lashley went and watched a 2023 quarterback in the state of Tennessee, uh, Chris Parson at a kind of satellite camp deal at Tennessee state, I believe. Uh, and, and you were able to catch up with, with Chris after receiving that offer. Um, you know, what kind of vibe did you get in terms of what Parson felt about receiving that offer from UM? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a big offer for him. Like, you know, he told me that him and Lashley had been talking for, basically a month now. So I think that was a part of the reason why, you know, they went up there, both Rhett Lashley and Garen Justice went up there to, to kind of see him and evaluate him. And he's someone that's kind of, his recruitment's kind of coming on a little bit more, you know, in the recent weeks and stuff. I think he's picked up a Louisville offer, a Florida State offer, the Miami offer. I think Tennessee just offered him now too. So, you know, this, I, I think he's an interesting prospect. I believe he started out like the 2023, like with the, when the initial rankings came out, he started off as like a top hundred kid and he's dropped a little bit since, but you know, I think that he has a unique skill set. It was just in terms of what he brings as a runner and uh, what he can do with his arm as well. I mean, I've, I've actually seen him a couple times uh, throughout the seven on seven circuit. And, you know, he, he's a guy that could definitely spin it and definitely has an athletic build that you can tell, uh, you know, Rhett Lashley kind of likes in his quarterbacks, not big, like Ja'Curry Brown. He's not a six, four guy, maybe five eleven, potentially six feet, but could really move, move around and, and absolutely can spin it. Yeah, so one of the advantages of Miami having their 2022 quarterback commit uh, locked in in Jakari is that Rhett can now really dive into 2023 prospects and decide which you know handful or, or three or four guys he wants to focus on recruiting for the next cycle. So uh, good to see Rhett Lashley out on the road and able to evaluate some arms. Um, let's take a break here, Gabby. And then on the other side, we will get into this weekend's official visit list.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we're back, Gabby. And let's, let's jump into it. Miami's going to host nine official visitors this weekend. Um, you know, kind of a uh, diverse group in terms of positions and where guys are from in terms of the state of Florida and outside the state of Florida. I want to start with uh, discussing kind of the guys I feel it is essential that Miami kind of locks up this weekend or maybe lock up isn't, isn't the correct term, but makes a really strong move for and, and essentially kind of, you know, seals the deal in terms of, okay, Miami's the school for me. And, and maybe they don't get public commitments from these guys, but again, just kind of seal the deal. And, and those would be, Cornerback Kamari Rogers, uh, linebacker Wesley Besaint, and I'll include safety Markeith Williams out of the Orlando area in this group. Would you agree with that assessment? It, it will be huge for Miami to make strong moves for those three guys this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think those three guys are probably like in terms of like what you're looking at, you know, what Miami really needs to add. I feel like from a more, even from like a, a reality standpoint of just like right. who they could potentially land. I think those are, those are absolutely three of the the top, top guys that, you know, they definitely want to make impressions on this weekend. I mean, Kamari Rogers, you know, obviously a big time guy out of Mississippi, uh, you know, has been trending sort of in the crystal ball towards Miami. You know, again, a, a big official visit weekend could be really, really huge for, for, you know, that staff or Manny Diaz, Demarcus Van Dyke, Travis Robinson, you know, especially as, you know, with no defensive commitments and stuff. So, you know, it, it could be big if, you know, Miami is able to potentially, again, maybe if it's not even publicly, but just kind of solidify in like, you know, between Rogers, his family, all that stuff that, you know, Miami might be the school for him uh, with the Saint as well, you know, with Wesley, uh, you know, again, what official visits to West Virginia, Penn State, you know, to come back home to Miami and to kind of be like, you know what, like, this is the place for me. This is home. I think that would absolutely be massive. And with Markeith Williams, too, you know, again, just an, an Ishmael Aristide guy, an Orlando Evans guy, you know, a lot of ties to the program and all that stuff. And, you know, I think I think it would be big for for Miami to potentially lock down those three guys, three top two, four, seven talents, you know, blue chip dudes, all defensive players, I think, uh, you know potentially putting Miami in like the driver's seat with all three of those guys would probably be the biggest thing that they can do this weekend. Right. So I think we're, you know, strongly hinting that Miami's in a, a very good spot with all three of these guys right now. If you were to rank one through three, uh, best spot, uh, you know, being number one, 
so on and so forth, who would you have slotted one, two, and three? Number one, I'd probably put Kamari Rogers. Um, I feel like Miami's really in a, in a good spot there. Um, I would probably put the Saint number two and then Markeith Williams number three. That's probably, that's probably how I would rank the, the three. But I guess two and three are probably interchangeable, I mean, depending on how you view it and stuff. But I, I, I think Wesley, just in terms of just how long Miami's been recruiting him and all that stuff, I think that's a, I think that's a big one. So with Kamari, I feel like we haven't really touched on him since he visited for the June 1st cookout. He did, um, he did bounce around to some campuses in the Southeast. I think he visited Alabama, right? Um, but we still, you know, even though he's gone and visited a bunch of SEC schools, we still feel good about where Miami stands, correct? Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like the big one was just him going to Alabama. That's always like troubling when you're like, okay, let's see what Alabama is going to do. Cause if Alabama decides that they want anybody, especially a DB, you know, that makes everyone else's life a lot more complicated, but it seems like he went to Tuscaloosa left, left that trip. And, you know, I was told Alabama is not going to be a variable in the recruitment and all that stuff. So I think that's good news for Miami uh, in terms of just like where they stand and, you know, I know that he's also going to take an official visit to Michigan and an official visit to Tennessee, uh, you know, later on this month and stuff. So uh, it, it, I think Miami has a chance to really, you know, make a move here. And, you know, I think that they're in a really, really good spot. And Ole Miss is kind of still, I know earlier in the month, they were Definitely. viewed as the main competition. That's still the case. Yeah, I feel like they're just, I feel like they're always going to be the case. I feel like, you know, even if he were to make a summertime decision and it wasn't Ole Miss, uh, I feel like, you know, they're always going to kind of be in it, be in it. And, uh, you know, I just as the hometown school, all that stuff. I mean, I feel like you never really count them out. So I feel like, you know, any school that gets in, let's say, if, let's say Miami were to pick up his commitment this summer. Uh, I do think that they would still have to kind of continually like actively recruit him through his senior year, because, you know, Ole Miss isn't going to just kind of fold there and just kind of let that happen. And with Wesley, I view this as kind of a Miami Florida state battle. To me, he just seems like a, a state of Florida dude. Now he has, like you said, he took an official visit to West Virginia uh, to open the month of June. This past weekend, he went to Penn State. Um, would you agree that this is shaping up to be a Miami-Florida State battle? And I will note, I don't believe he's been to Florida State yet this month, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's been to Florida State. I, I, I might put West Virginia ahead of Florida State at this point, honestly. Like, okay. Again, like, I know that I know that first weekend of June was was again was just a big one for you know Jacoby Spells. I think Wesley Besaint is in there as well. I know that he really enjoyed his time in Morgantown. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on up there, honestly. Maybe I need to like educate myself a little bit more about whatever's going on, whatever Neil Brown is doing up there. But it seems like the it seems like they're doing a really, really good job recruiting over there, especially with uh, you know, two guys Miami really, really likes. So Honestly, at this point, I'd probably – I think I'd, I feel more concerned about West Virginia for Wesley Besaint than I do uh, for Florida – than I do the Florida State. And I'll be honest, like I, I'm not too familiar with Markeith Williams' recruitment other than he is an Ishmael Aristide guy, and that's kind of the main reason why Miami's in this one, right? Ishmael went to Orlando Evans, I believe, so he has deep connections at that school. Who, who would you, or who do you view as kind of Miami's top competition there? Yeah, I know that he was just at Nebraska for an official visit. Um, I know Florida is in the mix there somewhere. I know Alabama might be in the mix there somewhere. Really, I'd probably view it as a Miami, Nebraska, maybe a Florida race too, with I guess someone else maybe with the potential to kind of mix themselves in there at some point. But 
I really do. I think Miami feels confident just about, again, the relationship that Aristide has just with everyone at Evans. You know, he's a guy that has a lot of like just really strong relationships there, like with the head coach, with the, with the principal over there, with the athletic director. Like he is on a, like, you know, he's, he's in very just constant communication with that, with those guys. That's where he went to school. That's sort of where he grew up in, in a sense. And so, you know, that's why I feel like a lot of people kind of like where Miami stands there just because of that trust factor. That's kind of with, with, Ishmael Aristide and then like his whole camp and everyone that he kind of knows. So I think, I think that's a big deal, you know, in, in that recruitment as well. So let's transition to a guy that I think, well, I'm under the impression that Miami is very excited to get this guy on campus. Uh, another big time defensive lineman will be visiting this weekend. Last weekend, Miami got five-star bear Alexander on campus for an official visit this week. They get, he's a composite four-star um, from the state of Arizona, Anthony Lucas, 6'4", I'll say 6'5", 280, defensive lineman. I think Miami, this is just the read I have on it, Gabby. I think Miami thinks Anthony Lucas is better than Bear Alexander as a prospect. I think, you know, they view him as a big, big, big time defensive lineman. And so I think they're very excited that he is visiting UM this weekend. He has already visited Texas A&M, uh, Notre Dame, and Oregon. And now he's going to visit Miami. And I guess the last weekend of June, he's going to visit Alabama. So that list alone lets you know how big, how big of a deal he is as a prospect. What do we need to know about Anthony Lucas going into this visit? Yeah, I mean, I think really the thing that Miami has going for them the most is that his dad went to the University of Miami. Like, I think that's probably like the biggest connection that, you know, Lucas has to the program. Uh, you know, he's, let me dad, let me just ask you this. He was just a regular student, correct? Yeah, he, he wasn't was, like a football player. No, he wasn't a football player. I think he was a, just a non-athlete. I think he just attended the school. But, you know, I'm sure that the dad, I'm sure that, you know, dad has some school sure. pride and all that stuff. And I know that that's kind of a factor here. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm really interested to see the kind of the vibe coming off him once it's all wrapped up, because, you know, I know he, again, you're talking, you're talking his official visits, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Oregon, Alabama, you know, these are all schools basically recruiting within the top 10 year in and year out. So, uh, you know, a lot of stiff competition there. So, um, you know, again, I, I agree. I think Miami views him as a more, you know, just maybe college ready, like just like ready to go athletic, right now. Have a def- yeah. More athletic defensive lineman. Uh, definitely what they're trying to bring in. So, you know, I, uh, I think it's absolutely huge that they're, they're going to be able to get him on campus. And, uh, you know, I'm sure his family is going to come with him. So, you know, I think, uh, again, I feel like, you know, I feel like just the just coming off these official visit weekends, I feel like Miami's been able to do a really good job, especially with these out-of-state guys kind of coming in, kind of seeing the area and seeing all this stuff. And so, I mean, I feel good about the impression that Miami's going to potentially make on him. But, again, I mean, you have Alabama involved, you have Texas A&M involved, who's recruiting as well as anyone, Notre Dame, of course, all these schools. It's, a, it's definitely going to be tough. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I feel like Miami's going to win out here, right. but I do think it's a, it's a big deal that, you know, they're able to get him on campus and kind of just see what happens after that. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's like a top 15. I would maybe just watching his highlight, I would recommend anyone out there go watch his highlight, Anthony Lucas. To me, he looks like a top 10 player in the country. And you read about his background. He's fairly new to football. Like, I don't think he started playing football until maybe his sophomore year of high school. Um, 
And so there's just a lot of natural ability there, I guess is what I'm saying. And honestly, the way he plays his highlight, uh, his athleticism at his size reminds me a lot of 2021 signee Leonard Taylor. So uh, it'll be, like you said, it'll be huge to know where Miami stands coming out of that visit. Um, Next, let's talk about Ja'Cory Thomas, who is a safety slash striker. Uh, out of the Orlando area, Orlando Boone. Um, he's already been on Miami's campus earlier this month. Miami worked him out in a private workout. Uh, now he's coming back for an official visit after taking an official visit to Georgia this past weekend. Um, I'm kind of viewing him, and I don't know if Miami necessarily knows who their top striker target is, but I'm kind of viewing Ja'Cory in that way. Do you think that's fair to say? Oh, yeah, especially after, uh, you know, Sherrod Colville committed to Clemson. I think Ja'Cory Thomas becomes striker target number one. Uh, you know, I know that they really like the way he moved, he moved around. I know some people in Coral Gables actually felt like he might potentially have a higher ceiling than Colville. So, uh, you know, I think that, you know, he is long. I think he's a little taller, a little, a little bit longer than Colville is. So, you know, I'm, I know Miami was really excited about him and the way that he kind of moved around for them. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely probably put him at the top of the striker board target. I mean, there, I mean, in terms of like maybe realistic guys, I mean, I know that, you know, let's say like Karmari Wilson type is a guy that they could potentially view as a striker, you know, as an in the box type of guy. I know there's a lot of like guys that maybe we haven't heard of sure. or heard a lot about that, you know, just like really, just really highly touted kids like, you know, Xavier Nwakpa, the I can't believe I don't even know where he's from, but, you know, I think he's like a five star kid like. I know that's someone that they really like to potentially play striker too, but who knows how realistic those guys are even are at this time. So, you know, in terms of guys that have visited, been on campus and all that type of stuff, I would say Ja'Cory Thomas is probably the most, the highest, most realistic target probably on the board uh, as a striker. And he has said, I guess that his top three right now is Georgia, Florida, and Miami. Um, do you have a sense on which team, which one of those might be the one to beat? Because I, I honestly do not. Yeah, I don't really know either. Uh, you know, I feel like Georgia is very fresh into this recruitment. Uh, right. You know, he was considered a Florida State lean for a lot, of the pro- a lot of the process. You know, I think his parents went to Florida State or something like that. So, you know, I think Miami becoming like maybe not freshly involved, but I think just becoming more of a factor recently. And Florida, I kind of feel the same with Florida of just kind of them becoming like just more – kind of in it recently too. So I feel like in a, in a sense, he's almost like starting from scratch and just being like, okay, these are the kind of the three schools that I'm going to kind of figure it out with. So um, I think Miami has a chance to really impress this weekend, you know, obviously closer to home or close to home, uh, probably not as close as Florida, but, you know, I think that they're in a pretty good spot, you know, having him on campus two days already uh, this month and then getting him back for an official visit, I think is a big deal. So I think we'll probably get a better sense of, you know, where Ja'Cory's leaning after this weekend. Yeah, and I'm curious, you know, once Miami does kind of really turn the heat up here on Ja'Cory, you know, does Miami make a jump? And if they're the school recruiting Ja'Cory the hardest, you know, I think that, of course, makes a statement. And I think Ishmael Aristide is ready to go all in on a guy, and we'll see if it is Ja'Cory Thomas. Um, I guess that the we'll wrap this up here, Gabby, with just briefly talking about the other guys visiting um, Landon Ibieta, the wide receiver out of Louisiana. Um, Keenest Thompson, the defensive lineman out of Lakeland. 
Nick Cole, defense, or sorry, the cornerback out of uh, Georgia, and Andrew Chambly, who is an offensive tackle out of Arkansas. Um, I guess just briefly, you know, what do you feel like we need to know about each one of those guys? Uh, I'll start with Landon Ibieta. I know Rob Likens is, is very intrigued by Landon Ibieta. I know that he's excited to kind of see him in person and kind of size him up and all those types, all that type of stuff. Um, again, I, I know Miami, I feel like Miami feels like this is kind of like a, I, I don't know, maybe just like a, I don't even know how to put it. Like maybe like a, a hiccup class in terms of just like what this, what is available at wide receiver for them. You know, sure. again, there are a couple guys that could potentially, you know, go somewhere else again that are highly touted guys, but not as loaded again as this 2023 class. So just even looking forward to that and knowing what's available there, I think Landon Abieta is a guy that, you know, Rob Likens is very interested to see and stuff just in terms of everything that he's heard and the way that he's kind of performed, you know, throughout the seven on seven circuit and even what he's kind of been able to put on tape. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes up the wide receiver board uh, this weekend. Uh, Keenis Thompson is probably the newest addition to this yeah. official visit board. Um, I think Miami, again, is just continuing to evaluate defensive linemen. Uh, you know, they're getting a lot of guys on campus. I think they're just trying to get eyes on a lot of these guys. And, you know, just to kind of just get a better idea of what's out there in terms of just like interior defensive linemen. I know this is a guy that they were kind of involved with earlier on the process, maybe cooled down a bit. And I know that now they're just going to kind of see how everything's going there. I think UCF is probably viewed as a favorite right now. Uh, if Miami were to maybe turn it up or kind of like what they see and decide that this is a guy that they're going to pursue, I could definitely see that changing. So uh, definitely, definitely going to be interested to see how that goes. Uh, with Nick Cole, again, just a lot of cornerbacks. You know, this is a guy that they've had their eye on, their eyes on for a long time. Was kind of a a quick riser. You know, ended up picking up a lot of offers in a short kind of span of time. And you know, so a lot of people have been interested to see what he looks like. Again, Miami's probably never seen him in person. Um, you know, I think that they're going to be interested to see what he looks like, what he measures that and all that stuff. I think, I think that'll be very telling, but you've seen them bring a couple guys like that in to kind of see what they look like. I know they did it with Jordan Allen, uh, you know, Omar Graham, uh, Quintel Jones, you know, guys that they kind of want to take eyes on. I think Nick Cole probably falls into that category to see like, Hey, let's see if this guy is worth it, especially if maybe we miss out on some of our other cornerback targets. So I think that that'll be a big deal. Um, Andrew Chambly, I think is super interesting. You know, I think, uh, you know, Garen justice is, he's not afraid to go out and find some offensive linemen. And I think, you know, getting a, a kid from Arkansas that isn't, that is committed to Arkansas, you know, Sam Pittman is one of the best, you know, offensive line guys in the business. So to get a kid committed to Arkansas to officially visit Miami, I think that's a, I really think that that's a pretty big deal. I think it tells me that, you know, he's probably a little bit more open than, you know, some may some may see like he has already officially right. visited Oklahoma state. I think he's going to go see Michigan state. So, you know, I know that, uh, Garen justice feels like, you know, there might be the door might be cracked a little bit open in terms of kind of just like somebody else kind of swooping in for the, for the Arkansas commit. So we'll see what happens there. Big dude, six foot six, 285 pounds, top two, four, seven kid. Um, so it's going to be, it's, it's going to definitely be interesting to see how he potentially shakes up the board on the offensive line. Cause it feels like, Miami's in a pretty good spot with some of these guys. And, you know, in terms of when you think about Malik Ogbo, when you think about especially uh, Felintha Carswell, when you think about, you know, even Jacob Hood, who Garen Justice was just in Tennessee evaluating and all that stuff. And then you got Daughtry Richardson, who's just on campus, Leighton Nelson, who has just officially visited and had a great weekend and all that stuff. I think that, uh, I think the offensive line, I think offensive line is going to be a 
strong position this cycle. It's just going to be honestly interesting to see who ends up, you know, actually on board. Cause then, you know, again, you got Julian Armella, all those types of guys as well. So it's going to be interesting for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you've seen Landon Ibieta, right? At a yeah, seven. Yeah, off. I have. And, you know, he's listed in the database at six foot one. Would you agree with that? A height? Yeah, maybe. Um, I probably lean closer to like six foot. I guess I'd probably have to see him maybe again. Or, I mean, I don't know. I feel like when I saw him, it's just like, man, this is a really good player. Like, I didn't really right. look at him in terms of like, you know, this is a guy Miami's really going to end up bringing on for an official visit and all that stuff. So, you know, I just watched him play and I was just like, crap, like this kid's really, really good. Like, got right. Shaz Preston on this team, Decoldis Crawford, like a bunch of guys on this team. And, you know, Landon Ibiana is by far the most productive one there. So it was a, uh, it was just one of those things like, okay, like this kid could really play. I, I didn't really like get a great like size up look on him, but I would say he's definitely like, I would say he might be like on the six foot like threshold. So we'll see what he measures in at this weekend. Would you feel comfortable taking him right now? <sighs> right now? Like if you wanted to commit this weekend? Yeah. I honestly, I would have to really think about it. I would have to really think about it. If Quan Lee wasn't already committed, I would say right. yes. I would say yes, 150%. But, you know, with a guy like Quan Lee already on board and Landon Ibieta, I feel like they're kind of like similar in size and stuff. And I know Miami does want to bring length. Like they want to add length to, you know, right. the wide receiver room. That's why Isaiah Horton, Jaden Gibson are such big targets for them because they, they think that they need to add that type of size. And uh, that's why they're super excited about Romello Brinson as well. So to add two six-footers, potentially 5'11 guys, doesn't really seem to fit exactly what, you know, Miami wants to do. I guess theoretically they could if they just really liked him. But I would be surprised if, if honestly, they just said yes immediately off the bat without seeing what Horton and – or at least without knowing what Jaden Gibson and Isaiah Horton were going to do. But you do feel like Landon is good enough – I to do play at Miami. Yeah, I do think he's good enough to play at Miami. I, I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, just kind of might just discount him and all that stuff. I, I like just watching him play, like turning on the tape, seeing what he's done on seven on seven, like consistently. It's not just like in one tournament he blew up. Like he is consistently like the best receiver on that bootleggers team. And, you know, just Kamari Rogers on that team, Jordan Rogers on that team. I've heard and seen a decent amount of that team and you know Landon Ibieta is kind of the constant in terms of just like the top performers and guys that are just that are just really impressing I know he went to LSU I believe it was this weekend and he really impressed those guys in like a workout that he did over there as well so you know I know that he's a I know that he's a name that you know people should continue to keep an eye on and continue to monitor and see if maybe even LSU decides to get involved I really honestly right. wouldn't be super surprised to see that happen either and let's get out of here on this Gabby um just in general to you going into this weekend, it will be a success if. Yeah, I think it'll be a success. I think we kind of touched on it earlier. I think it'll be a success if, you know, ultimately Miami walks away with Kamari Rogers, a Wesley Bissane commitment down the road. Not saying it has to happen right. this weekend. Uh, not saying that it's just like going to pop right now. And if they don't commit, you know, by Sunday, it's a failure. But I think at, at the very least, I think if those two guys are on board, um, I think that this, I think this weekend is, is ultimately a success. And, you know, if, and then I think there's a couple luxuries, like, you know, you throw Marquise Williams in there as well, maybe even an Andrew Chambly deciding to open things back up or, you know, them falling in love with a, with a Landon Ibieta type or anything like that. But 
I mean, my basis for a successful weekend is honestly, eventually Miami picks up the commitment of Kamari Rogers and Wesley Besaint. And I would be like, you know, if that's what we got out of, you know, the third weekend of June, I think that that's a total success. Yeah. You could argue, you know, Kamari Rogers, the top, let's call him attainable cornerback on the board. Yeah. And Wesley Besaint, I think, you know, top linebacker, you could argue top, top prospect in the back seven on the board yeah. uh, because he is that good. So uh, big weekend, big official visit weekend at Miami. As always, Gabby will have everything covered. So uh, make sure you check out the website uh, for, for his updates. Um, Gabby, appreciate it, man. Always a good discussion. And uh, we'll do another one after. We'll do another pod in our next podcast after the official visit weekend, recapping everything we know coming out of it. So uh, appreciate all you guys listening. Want to ask you guys for a five-star review if you don't mind doing it. And uh, take care, guys.